And that's yeah. one of the beauties of it is is that he because he's delightfully oblivious to some of those things. <laughs> I love that delightfully oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> he does treat everybody that walks in exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter if they're the you know host of some popular podcast or a very well known designer or whatever. Yeah. 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 They're just a person. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's going to talk to you the same way as he talks to that person, as he talks to the next person, as he talks to the next person. And yeah. Yeah. and so it does in many respects make me really happy that he is that way. In a world of store-bought items and a world that seems to never slow down, we make with our hands and tools. Here at Woolen Spinning Radio, we take a moment to breathe, to chat, to reflect. As the world continues in a whirlwind around us, we sit quietly at our spinning wheels with our knitting needles or on our looms. The gentle motion of twisting a spindle, watching it dropping slowly to the ground, or the click-clack of needles tapping against each other as we turn a heel, brings solace and comfort. We make with our hands because we love the process and value our handmade items. While they are never perfect, our yarns might be gently thick and thin or just plain over-twisted. In this place, we discuss what it means to be a maker, to use our hands. Join us as I chat with others in our community about these ideas, challenges, and rewards. Thank you for your time spent here in this place. You are always welcome. So Katrina and I were able to get on Skype recently and chat about Knit City, which was an event that happened here locally in Vancouver, British Columbia, at the beginning of October. And it's a big event that happens every year at the same time. It's always on the first weekend of October. Is that right, Katrina, if my memory serves? Uh, always the weekend before Canadian Thanksgiving. So it sort of shifts depending on when that second Monday falls for Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's either the last weekend of September or the first weekend of October, depending on when Canadian Thanksgiving falls. Perfect. Okay. So it's always at the beginning of October. Um, yeah. And I think a couple of times it even hit like the last weekend in September, didn't it? Like the twenty, like the 30th and then the first was the October or whatever. Was yeah. The Saturday so, or something. Yeah. Last year was the 29th and 30th of September. That's right. Yeah. So it's a big event. It's a big festival. There's, it's multifaceted. So it's not just a market hall, although the market hall is, has sort of become a big focus because it's so big. Uh, it's also, you know, you can take workshops and there's workshops before the event, which happens on the Saturday and Sunday. There's keynote speakers, there's lectures, um, there's demonstrations that go on. And then there's uh, a retreat that happens as well and now there's actually gonna be a second knit city in montreal in yeah. quebec in march so it's definitely expanding it's a big uh, a big um um festival and there's always a lot of prep that goes into it for katrina and um this year i actually basically attended as as a patron as as just somebody going to enjoy the festival and we thought that we would take some time to sort of reflect on how how the weekend was, what some of the highlights were, and some of the things just more generally about festivals and and what they sort of bring 
to the table for us as makers and why they're important and all of all of those things. <laughs> so, um, so the weekend, you know, it starts on on sort of the Thursday Friday, and then there's a big um, there's a you know usually a, a speaker of some uh, that sort of gets the the weekend under way on the Friday night. Um, well, that, they've actually added uh, yeah. knit night on the Thursday oh, night. Oh, that's right. I knew there was something on the Thursday that kind of like kicked it off. Yeah, so they've got a knit night on Thursday nights now. And there's a pub then, night on the Saturday. And the pub night on the Saturday. So they've really made the event like a really super fun, um, like come out and spend the weekend and immerse yourself in fiber arts and like just really enjoy yourself. Yeah. It's really so, about the community. It does really become about the community and less about the commercial side of it. Yeah. Definitely the marketplace is a big part of it. Yes. But there there's so much more that goes into it now than what was there before. Mhm. And um and so I think it's it's really neat as as a vendor to see the other events that they're adding to make it more of a an interesting event for people to to be able to to attend rather than just coming to shop. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so they've got the knit night which they do at a local restaurant on the Thursday night. Um for vendors we set up on Friday. And Friday night they've got the speaker. Mm-hmm. This year was um Artie and Carlos. Artie and Carlos. Yep. And I heard that it was just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we always get tickets, <laughs> and I always end up giving my tickets away. Yeah, it's such a challenging evening for you guys, right? Like, you're setting yeah. up, and you know, it. Yeah, it's it's a lot for people who are vendors. Yeah, I keep thinking, oh, you know, like I'm gonna be able to, <laughs> you know, go because we'll be super organized, and then. Yeah. Well, um, you are organized. It's just that, you know, it's a lot to be prepared and ready for these shows, you know? It is, and the setup takes an incredible amount of time. Yeah. You know, like, we got there this year, I want to say, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yep. And we were still setting up at 9 o'clock and had to be there at 6.45 the next morning to finish our setup before the doors opened at 8.30. Yeah, yeah. And it's, so it makes it's a huge a really, amount of time. Really long day. Yeah. Well, and it makes it, it like it's a long weekend, you know, it's, yeah. it's a lot of time. Um, it's a lot of time preparing beforehand. And then you've got sort of this marathon of three days uh, because it's not just the setup, it's set down as well. Well, that's exactly it. It's, mm-hmm. and for me, um, like I'm quite introverted. And so doing the show <laughs> and, Sorry, I have and to laugh. It's like, you think? Day, I can totally be that extrovert for that yeah. time frame. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, it's exhausting. Yes, it takes everything from you. Yeah. 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 I laugh because when you say you're an introvert, like, it's just, I, um, you know, I've read a lot about, you know, introverts and extroverts and sort of, you know, learning about all these different these different things because our society really values extrovertedness. You know, we really... We value it. We um, we sort of uh, tend to 
value extrovertedness and encourage it in our children and um uh, you know our society tells us that, that that's sort of how we should be um yeah. but but the reality is the majority of people in this industry and in uh the who engage in sort of this quiet work are introverts <laughs> that's part of the reason why we do what we do you know yep and i had this exact conversation actually with uh with becca and um kelly last week um, which is going to be a bonus episode of, of Wool and Spinning Radio coming out um, soon, uh, about the fact that that's part of the reason why we're attracted to these things is because we, we you know, like that quiet and we like that soulless. Yeah. And to do making, you have to be okay being on your own because you can't take your floor loom to knit night. No. <laughs> and expect to get anything done. <laughs> Well, you'd spend the whole time like setting up your loom <laughs> and yeah, you know. <laughs> so I, I laugh when, when, you know, cause I, obviously I'm an introvert as well. And, and, um, I think, I think there are many extroverted people in our community for sure. Um, and, and in the greater community, but there are a lot of introverted extroverts, you know, so there's a yeah. lot of people who, who lean toward being extroverted, but also need that, that quiet time in that space. You know, no, so definitely. weekends like that for somebody like yourself, and I can think of many others. Uh, you being that vendor and being on is um, it, it does it does take a toll for sure. It's definitely exhausting, mm -hmm. and I love I love some of the connections and being able to see people come back with projects and mm -hmm. all of that sort of stuff. Like, there's definitely some lovely benefits to the show, but to be on and talking the whole weekend is just yeah. Exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. And the organization, um, yep. there's a lot to coordinate so that you guys can all be there. You know, you've got, you, the girls have to go, this time they went to the island. Yeah. This time, um, my mother-in-law took them for the weekend, mm -hmm. which was nice. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a change for them because they usually hang out with my dad for the weekend mm -hmm. because it's my mom and Eric and myself that are there for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And so this year, my dad picked them up from school on Friday and took them to the ferry um, because my mother-in-law lives on Vancouver Island. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, <laughs> they got to go on a ferry ride. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. So she took the ferry across and met them and off they went. That's pretty cool, and actually. So it, was, it was a different shift for them mm -hmm. for the weekend. Um which was good in many respects, but it definitely made for some challenges in other respects, just because, you know, mm -hmm. coming home on, on, um, Sunday and they're exhausted and, you know, getting mm -hmm. them up for school on Monday morning <laughs> <laughs> was an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> I laugh because like your kids are, they sleep in and like, um, they oh, get yeah. the value of sleep. <laughs> My kids are like, 6 a.m., let's go. Let's go run a marathon. <laughs> let's go, Mama. Why aren't you up yet? I'm just trying to wake up. <laughs> Come on, Mama. We're going to miss the world. No, no. The world's still going to be there in an hour. It's okay. Yeah, and I laugh because my kids are very, very much not like that. <laughs> and I'm very, very lucky and I appreciate it so much because I am so not a morning person. Yeah, yeah. But 
but um, it makes weekends like that where they really want to sleep in. Yeah. Really challenging. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So um, all of that aside in the setup and the, and the takedown and sort of the physical labor of, of the weekend, um, what was your prep like going before you, before going to the show, like what did that sort of look like this year? Because I know, um, as a small business owner, like these these shows and these festivals are an opportunity for you to um, unveil new things, try new things, showcase new things, but also um, provide uh, uh, purchasers an opportunity to to be able to come and get the things, you know, yarn, fiber, whatever um, that they're expecting from you. That's sort of the wheelhouse of of product that you do. Um, you know, so if they're looking for that, you know, that socks, that skein for their socks or that sweater yarn or whatever. Um, yeah. So what did that, like, how did that sort of go this year? So this year, our prep started back in April, which seems crazy, but, um, we contacted a local mill about getting some hand painted rovings turned into yarn. Mm hmm. And so we did some test runs and some back and forth. And it was really lovely because, you know, for her, it was a different product and it sort of was able to fill in some of her downtime mm -hmm. because there's a lot of, you know, when you're processing fleeces and stuff for spinning um, or sometimes it's just carding, there's this lag time where, you know, something's washing and drying or, you know, mm -hmm. so it, it was sort of a nice fill-in for her. Um, and so we we got the yarn back uh, two weeks before the show, mm -hmm. which meant that there was a lot of time spent um, reskeining and then washing it and then banding it and getting it all ready to sell. And trying to find that balance for me with you know, some of the dyeing that was behind schedule because I, of course, hurt my knee at the beginning of September. And so there was a couple of weeks that um, I couldn't do much of anything because I couldn't walk. Oh, <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, it's all of these juggling things that happen because it's mm -hmm. life, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was an adventure leading <laughs> up to the show. And um, I felt more prepared in a lot of ways, but in some ways I was just... I felt behind the eight ball because mm. like some of the stuff that I had wanted to get dyed didn't get dyed. And um, this year we were lucky enough to be chosen to do the knit city colorway. So that dyeing had happened back in July. So some of the time that I would have been dying for other things didn't happen. And, you know, so it's all of these juggling acts mm -hmm. and um, it's, it's, it was really neat to, to have a couple of people come into the booth that were looking for the knit city colorway. And we had one gentleman come in, a couple of times to complain that he could only get two skeins and he really, really, really wanted to make a sweater. And he was really, really annoyed that he could only get two skeins. <laughs> he needed more for his sweater. <laughs> and he was contemplating, like, asking some random person to go and buy him two more skeins. So oh, bless he his heart. That's hilarious. Skeins. He should have. Uh, so it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. But they have a limited number, so they, they limit it so that it doesn't sell out for people. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot, but I guess it's, it's what we live for. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This, this is what it is about. It's about going to these festivals, meeting the people, hearing the stories, 
seeing the projects that they've made from previous festival purchases Mm -hmm. and connecting and chatting with people. And as, as hard as that can be some days as an introvert, when all you really want to do is curl up and go, no more people, please no more people. (laughs) And then you come home to children that haven't seen you for three days and all they want is to hug you. Mm Yeah. (laughs) You're just like, no, please, no, no, no more people. No more touching. No more touching. <laughs> please don't touch me. And I'm just covered, but at these festivals, it sort of feels like you have to hug people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's all of those balances, right? Yeah. But yeah. it's it's finding, it's trying to find the joy in those things that make you uncomfortable. Absolutely. And pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, you know. Um, yeah getting comfortable being uncomfortable you know that that that's sort of well that's where a lot of growth happens yeah 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 so what were some of the highlights of the actual weekend for you apparently a couple of famous people came and bought stuff oh my gosh that was freaking hilarious (laughs) like trying to explain (laughs) oh my goodness so i was i love eric but he's totally clueless (laughs) to pieces he is oh he's so wonderful the world and yes has taken on a lot by me doing this yeah and um but he just doesn't care about no who's who in the knitting industry no and so there was there were a couple of people that came and had conversations with him that you told him afterwards yeah i was like um eric do you realize who that was oh really oh that was the response. I was like, "Oh my gosh, Eric, I love you." <laughs> so yeah, that that was kind of fun. <laughs> oh, so funny. Yeah, I think the great thing about Eric, though, um, in his in his defense, not that we're dissing on him by any stretch, because we're not, no. but but because um, it, it's all coming from a place of love, and it's all stuff we said to his face. Um, <laughs> the uh, um, I think what it, what what part of his charm Mm -hmm. um is that he treats everybody who comes into the booth equally so when you step away for you know especially on the sunday morning when you had stepped away for the spinning and stuff um you know you know that when people are welcomed into the booth by him and by your mom that the treatment is always going to be really welcoming and really warm and, um, you know, I think, um, sometimes as a vendor and from the outside looking in, I can see that struggle that vendors have to be able to leave their booths sometimes, even if it's just for a few minutes, um, because they, you know, want that, that to be that face and to be there and to welcome, welcome, you know, their, their customers and their friends and so on into their booths. And I think you are in a, a great position not necessarily unique, but a great position um, that you can walk away for a few minutes and know that that there's going to be that warm welcome and that that um, you know everybody's going to be treated equally. And in some ways, ignorance is bliss because the fact that he didn't know who a few of those people were meant that he was just himself, you know. Yeah. And they also were able to shop without being fangirled or fanboyed and I think that is really important you know and that's one of the beauties of it is is that he because he's 
delightfully oblivious to some of those things. <laughs> I love that delightfully oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> it does treat everybody that walks in exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter if they're the you know host of some popular podcast or a very well known designer or whatever. Yeah. 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 They're just a the person. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's going to talk to you the same way as he talks to that person, as he talks to the next person, as he talks to the next person. And yeah. yeah. And so it does in many respects make me really happy that he is that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it means that everybody's treated the same way. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's very cool. So what's it like for you to be at these shows? Yeah, it, you know, it's funny because the last few years, like I've been helping you or I've been in the Sweet Georgia booth helping Felicia and her team. Um, and, um, so, and then, well, and last year was really weird because, uh, Mike was, so, uh, the weekend that Knit City fell last year, uh, my husband's company was physically moving buildings. And for anybody who is in the tech sector and is, uh, specifically in software development, you understand what an undertaking that is. So because Mike is the director of software development, um, tech support and, um, um, tech support, software development, and there's a third one. Anyways, uh, he was in charge of moving all of the hardware as well as all of the physicality of the actual physical, you know, office. So, um, that fell on knit city last year. So I had the kids all weekend, which I mean, it's fine. Like (laughs) I don't, I don't mean to sound like, you know, I don't not want to have them on the weekends because part of me not working weekends anymore is to have that family time back. Um, it was more just the idea of bringing the two of them to knit city was like completely overwhelming. So I ended up being able to come on Sunday afternoon for about an hour with the two of them and they were incredible. Um, but I literally like ran through the marketplace, looked at a couple of things and then we left. Yeah. And I, I, really why I wanted to do that last year was to be able to see the booth and see you guys and just, you know, for support more than anything and because and of our friendship. Um, but also to see like Sarah Elizabeth, um, and, you know, cause I only see her a couple times a year, same as you and, yeah. um, you know, to just connect with one or two other people. But this year I was basically there the whole weekend, but as a patron. So, mm-hmm. um, and then of course we were involved in the spin in with sweet Georgia in the lounge on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year it was really interesting because I spent the one day with our friend Mari all day and we had, yeah. a, it was completely impromptu. It wasn't really planned. Um, we were sort of expecting to meet up for like an hour on the Saturday morning and that was kind of going to be it, but we ended up having a really nice visit. And I felt like as a result, I almost kind of felt like I got to attend the festival more like how I attended festivals back before the podcast, before the blog, Mm -hmm. before, um, I sort of started what I call my, my little side hustle. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and I say that it from a perspective of just being really kind of humbled by the fact that I sort of wear these two hats now. Mm -hmm. And uh, so being able to just sort of wander around the marketplace with her and there was a couple of things that like we went back and looked at and I felt really inspired by the things that I saw because the last few years at Fibers West and Knit City, you and I 
both haven't really been able to just wander around. It's sort of, yeah. you know, dart out, talk to somebody, look at a couple things, dart back. Um, and I think what one of the things that I was really amazed by was a couple of things, actually. Um, people weren't walking around with big shopping bags like I've seen in the past. Yeah. There was a few, for sure. Yeah. But people were really milling around. They were visiting. Um, they were... I felt like it was more social. The Saturday is often very frenzied and there's a lot of tension in the air and people are trying to get that project, like that yarn from that vendor for, you know, whatever. Yeah. And there's sort of this, this frenzy in the air. I didn't feel that like I have in previous years. And I don't know if that's because people weren't buying as much or if that initial frenzy sort of was like between 8.30 and 10. And it sort of resolved by the time me and Mari sort of got going because it took us a bit to get going because we were visiting with you guys. And then we were, I, I had been visiting with Felicia for a bit to, mm -hmm. to just, you know, catch up a little bit with her. So maybe that was there right at the beginning and then dissipated. Maybe it was there for some people the whole day. I'm not really sure, but we were everywhere in that market hall and it just didn't have that same frenzied, stressful energy. People seemed to, to, to us because we both reflected on it actually several times, like how much calmer people seemed. Yeah. Uh, the booths were quite people. Some of the bigger vendors had quite large booths. And mm -hmm. so there was a lot of space and I felt like people were a little bit more spread out. Some vendors had a lot of product, but others didn't, you know, they kept mm -hmm. their booths really minimalist, but this, the booth setups themselves were incredibly intricate this year like a lot of furniture they were way different. yeah a lot of furniture a lot of like installation type stuff that you would yeah. that, that we haven't really seen before mm -hmm. um i felt like and maybe i'm wrong but i i felt like and i know i know me and mari talked about it quite a bit in the afternoon i felt like a lot of the vendors because they weren't from here they were they had traveled to come to be a part of mm -hmm. the city this year so yeah. they were, and they were traveling from like quite a variety of places. Like we're not just talking people within British Columbia. Like there were people from other parts no. of Canada, other parts of the U.S. and parts of Europe. So very far, far reaching yeah. compared to what it's been like in the past. Um, so I almost kind of felt like the festival sort of for the first time had a real international flair to it um, mm -hmm. in that the booths and the, well, the booths were more like what you would see at some of the really big American shows. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it certainly had that feeling that some of the booths, I would even say the majority of the booths were really polished. People had really thought about their layout and how they wanted things to look. There was a couple of booths that they had done them so that it felt like you were walking into like a little store or like a little boutique because they mm -hmm. had closed off the top as well. Mm -hmm. So you kind of walked into this space with three physical walls and a roof, which is yeah. really interesting um, to sort of feel that. And and we really haven't seen that before. So no, it was definitely there was definitely yeah. a different to this show than we've had in the past. Yeah, and it was like exactly what you said. It wasn't frenzied on Saturday, mm -mm. not even in that first hour no that it was open because it opened 
for early admission at 8.30. Yes. And then it was open to gen- general public at like 9. Yeah. And I it's, walked in at 8.30, like 8.32, 8.33. And um, there was a couple of women that were ahead of me in line because there's very, very short line um, who like literally ran into the festival and ran to a specific booth, purchased their yarns and left. Yeah. But they were the exception. There was only a, like, I only saw a handful of people do that. Um, yeah. Everybody else came in really slowly. They went to the concession and got coffee. <laughs> like, you know, very, very different than what you would expect of yeah. that time of day on the very first day of a festival. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know from talking to Felicia that, she said that a lot of people went running past their booth because they were right at the front. Yes. Yeah. And I saw and, a handful of people do that. Yeah. And there were definitely a few people that like ran to certain booths. And and we saw that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but Felicia also said that there were people that ran in and ran to to the knitter's lounge to claim us like to stake a yeah. spot. Yeah. Yeah. They were like claiming seats and tables and stuff because they yeah. were having meetups. Yeah. Which, Which is, is really- totally different. That's completely yeah. new from previous years. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's- and so it was definitely a different feel to the festival mm-hmm. in terms of, like you said, people weren't spending as much. Yeah. Um, it was it was far less frenzied, far less, um, oh, my gosh, I have to get this. Mm-hmm. Um, which was, you know, in some respects, it's kind of nice to see people sort of not being so panicked about it. Yeah. I felt like people were so much more relaxed, like even standing in line outside for the food trucks, people were joking around and they were visiting and they were, they weren't rushing to get back into the festival, you know, because they were going to miss X, Y, Z. I felt like people were, they were sitting outside, they were milling around, they were knitting. Um, The workshops this year were, were, there wasn't any spinning workshops, I don't think. It was all knitting, and I think there was a couple of weaving workshops, or there was, and there was the dyeing workshops. There was a an ergonomics one by Carson Demers on spinning. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was the only one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, like, people were sitting around outside knitting. Like it, it, So Knit City is very knitting heavy. It's a very, like, if I was to classify it as, like, a, like a certain type of festival I would say it's a knitting festival like it's very much focused on knitting yarns uh project bags a ton of fiber yeah it's funny hey yeah it's bizarre yeah well there's so many people out there who are multi-craftual um but I think Knit City very much sits in that niche of of knitting you know um, cause there's always fiber at the festival. There's always a little bit of weaving stuff because Ashford the last couple of years has been there. Um, mm-hmm. Kate Schratt was there. She's just awesome. Um, yeah. and her team and, um, um, Jana of Everly Yarns, she was there with her Mirix looms. Um, yeah. Sarah Elizabeth had some Mirix looms on, on, uh, display, but really like it's about the knitting yarns, you know, and it's about yeah. the it, knitting yeah. accessories. There was a lot of needles, a lot of project bags, a lot of samples uh, that were knit. Um, it's a, it's definitely kind of for the knitters. Um, and there's mm-hmm. a there's definitely a group that go that are real hardcore knitters. Um, 
you know, whereas I think like, you know, Fibers West in the spring, it's out in the valley, it's outside of Vancouver, it's 35 minutes east of Vancouver. Um, It's more of a multi-craft jewel festival. So there's definitely a weaving focus. Jane Stafford is usually there. Um, There's lots of spinning, lots of wheels. Um, It's just, it's just a different festival. It's almost not fair to compare them, but, but I, that was really neat to see people milling about on the Saturday. They were knitting, they were sharing their yarns. They, they were sitting in the knitters lounge. Like I couldn't believe the number of people, um, you know, women who are obviously shopping together and, um, you know, spending the day together, kind of like me and Mari. And they were sitting in the knitters lounge on like Saturday morning at like 1030 in the morning, the festivals just started yep. and they were sitting there just manually winding yarn. And I just thought yep. that was so cool to see that calmness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of project bags. Yeah. Ashley Mari and I commented on that several times. There's a lot of project bags this year for sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely a very different a different feel to the festival overall. It was so big too, like mm. because taking up it was huge for like the forum is a huge building. Yeah, and it used to be that when Knit City started, half of it was vendors, half of it was classrooms, and then they sort of went to like three quarters vendors, three quarter like a quarter classrooms, and then some of the classrooms were elsewhere. And this year, it was the entire forum was vendors yeah and that was the same as last year as well yeah it except just, this year they filled right to the every nick nook yeah. and cranny yeah every nook and cranny was filled with vendors yeah. which is um crazy yeah yeah i think one of the things that really struck me was the variety of yarns that were there um mm-hmm. you know every booth had like the silk mohair every booth had you know sock yarn um, but there was also some some different stuff, like some brands that we don't normally see here because they were vendors yeah. from elsewhere. Um, yeah. There were some magazines and publications and patterns and whatnot that we don't normally see here. Yeah. Um, there were some samples from knitters that are not North American knitters, which was kind of mm-hmm. neat um, to see samples that were knit up because, they, again, they yeah. were from vendor. They were by vendors. The samples have been made. To, to display in the vendor's booth, but the vendors weren't from here. Um, yeah. I'm thinking of like, um, of like, uh, um, La Bien Aimé. La Bien Aimé. Yeah. Their booth had a lot of, I'm trying to think if it was them or someone else. That's why I paused. Um, I think it must have been them, but they had like several samples from European knitters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, samples that, it's not that we don't, know about the yarns or know about the the patterns or know about the designers or whatnot we just don't generally see some of those samples knit up like you tend to see sort of um you know north american or local designers so just the variety was really nice Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah it was an interesting festival it was really busy Mm -hmm. both days were quite busy yeah both days had lots of people but it was definitely quieter than um, than it has been in in the past in terms of um, people weren't on the frenzy. They weren't, mm-hmm. you know, 
buying the same kind of sweater quantities and it was like they were being very thoughtful and very specific about what they were buying rather than just buying for the sake of buying. I had several people that we that that we that I had run into both on Saturday and and again on Sunday at the spin in people saying I came with a list. Yeah. And you know, it's not that that hasn't been a thing in the past, but I think it yep. speaks to the fact that people have big stashes. Yeah. They have a lot of stuff. They're trying to I think generally people are trying to be more intentional. Mm-hmm. Um there was did you were you still there at the spin in on Sunday morning when there was there was a group of women I don't I don't I didn't I had just met them for the first time but they all knew each other. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about that acronym that your stash that your stash is going to outlive Sable? you. Yeah, what is that acronym again? Stash beyond Sable. stash acquisition beyond life, life expectancy. Life Yeah, so they were talking about that for a long time. And they're in our age group, so you know, late 30s, early to mid 40s, and they were talking about that for quite a long time cuz they they were all saying that their stashes are like way beyond their life expectancy. And, you know, all of them had only bought one skein, two skeins, you know, mm-hmm. um, which yep. I thought was really interesting because if, if people are starting to change their buying habits and, and starting to change the way that they view their stash and their yarn and whatnot, then we might be seeing changes just more in general at these festivals sort of in terms of like you know vendor expectations patron expectations what people are looking for when they come to these things Mm -hmm. yeah it's really interesting yeah yeah no it's definitely definitely a different experience this time around in terms of how people handled things and how they did things Mm mm-hmm yeah. So do you, based on this year and sort of your experience last year and Fibers West and just feeling a bit more seasoned um, as a vendor, do you have any things that you're sort of looking at to change or things that you want to work on or things that you, that went really well this year that you're thinking about for next year? Um, no, it's all sort of, I don't want to say the same, same, but you know, it's, we've talked about getting a bigger booth, but not knowing if we really want to try and fill that bigger booth. Mm, We're at a place now where we're sort of comfortable with how our setup goes and, and how everything fits into our setup and um, how it sort of all goes together. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that feels comfortable, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit uh, more seasoned, right? Like you've kind of got a little bit of experience now and you know what works and yeah. Well, it's, it's having the experience, but it's also having the um, stock. Like the first couple of shows that I went to, like I would sell out of almost everything and then it would be sort of like building stock back up again so that oh, I had right. stuff there that was able to, to be sold. <laughs> yeah. And developing colors and, you know, yeah. like the first time that I dyed yarn, I had like, 20 colors or something like that yeah and so being able to um I think I'm up to like 80 or 85 different colorways now that's crazy and so having a stock and having swatches that people can look at and order you know colors if I don't have that particular color in stock and you know yeah it's 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 a little less of a frenzy for me yep um, because it's a little bit more balanced in terms of 
what I have to to prepare for a show rather than feeling like, oh my gosh, I have a show coming up and I have no stock. <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna? What yeah. am I gonna? Think? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a nice and place to be, hey. It is. Yeah. It makes the the shows a little less stressful and a little less about pulling an all nighter the night before. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe we'll get to the point where we can actually attend the Friday night lecture and think about going to the pub night on on Saturday night and maybe the knit night on Thursday and, and become a little bit more a part of the, those community events. Yeah. That but should be a now, goal for you and I for next year is like to attend one thing together. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. I always find this time of year really like there's just so much on on everybody's plate. Like, I think that's one of the things that I've really learned this fall um, is like everybody's got stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So like maybe that should be something that we try to shoot for, for next year is that you and I go to something together. That would be, that would be an accomplishment. <laughs> Cause honestly, the Saturday night, I'm just like no more people. <laughs> yeah. You just want to go home. Yeah. And the idea of yeah. like sitting down and having a beer in a noisy pub is like, Oh my God, no. <laughs> oh my God. No, no. <laughs> I can think of so many other things that I could do with my yeah. evening. <laughs> <laughs> have a stiff drink and go to bed. <laughs> Not even have the stiff drink. Just no, go just to go bed. to bed. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, that's the thing, though. Like, these these weekends are marathons, you know, and they're incredibly yep. life-giving and they're so inspiring. Like, I came away with several, you know, projects that I'm really excited about that I, you know, want to work on over the next year. But mm -hmm. they also, they take a lot from you. You know, I, mm -hmm. I wasn't even, you know, part of, part of your team this year or part of the Sweet Georgia team this year, except for the spin in on Sunday morning. And, yeah. um, I was exhausted, you know, yeah. um, it's, it's just a function of the type of personalities that we have, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, and it is. And it's, it's just one of those things that there's that balance between being okay with the amount of time and energy that goes into it and recognizing that being a part of the community and talking to people and, you know, like I had a couple of people ask me to sign the book because I was there and then I pointed them out to go find Rachel. She's somewhere yeah. in the market. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yep. and, you know, being able to, to say, you know, be a part of that community and, and people be excited about those things yeah. and, and to meet people and, and, you know, have those moments where people are like, oh my God, I'm fangirling just a little bit because this is so exciting. And, yeah. you know, it's just, it's one of those things that it makes you realize what it's like for some people that are, are really super famous and everybody's doing that to them. Yeah. And they and have going, to be so on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and going, okay. I need to be really careful how I handle myself yeah. to those people yeah. because there's that, that give and take, right? And that balance between, yeah, it's exciting to meet these people that you think you know because of social media and all of that sort of stuff, yep. but also being respectful that, you know what, they're a person too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're just, they put on their pants one leg at a time mm -hmm. and, you know, they well, brush their they teeth. Have yeah, and if they have a chance yeah. to be in the marketplace for a few minutes, they probably want to look at some stuff too, you know? Mm -hmm. That was and something that, that I really noticed with a couple of uh, really well-known people in the marketplace on the Sunday because there there was quite a number of people in, on Sunday mm -hmm. that were around that are, you know, they're big names. And um, yeah. 
you know, a, a couple of them, I could tell they, they were, you know, that they were being interrupted every two minutes and they were, they were really looking at yarn and trying to project plan. And they were talking to the vendors they were talking about designs and stuff and mm-hmm. samples and whatnot. And they're just constantly being interrupted, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe it's not the right venue for those conversations anyways. But on the other hand, it's like, when else are you going to have those conversations? Like the physical product yeah. is right there. Like you need to talk colors and you need to talk about like timelines and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're constantly being interrupted. And I think one of the things that, um, um, you know, people sort of forget is like, yeah, it's your opportunity to meet that person, but they also need to address the business end of their, their commitments when yeah. they're at events like this, because there's stuff that they have to deal with and, and, um, mm-hmm. connect with, with certain people about too. So, yeah. yeah, it's sort of an interesting, it's, it's, it's very interesting. It's an inter- interesting industry. Um, mm-hmm. and to sort of be a, be a, a little bit on the fringe this year and just sort of more of an observer is it was kind of nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I should just stop doing shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you and I can spend the whole weekend together. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. If you could That'd get on fun. that. <laughs> yeah. I am looking yeah. forward to Fibers West. There's always, um, Fibers West has a really, really nice energy. Um, and mm-hmm. it's, of course, it's the Friday, Saturday instead of the Saturday, Sunday. So yeah. um, both days tend to be equally busy. Um, and there's, uh, you know, you know, there's always the weaving and the and the spinning, which is really nice. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to sort of, you know, this year, sort of seeing seeing the, the differences between the two. Because Fibers West has a new venue this year. Um, it's yeah. going to be a bit bigger. It's going to be, it'll be really interesting to see how, how it's, how it's growing and changing. Yeah. Well, I'm finding that people, because they're, they, they get that taste for the festivals at Knit City, there's been a lot more people coming out to Fibers West that go mm-hmm. to Knit City and love Knit City and that come out to Fibers West because they just want that connection. Absolutely. They want that community. And so, mm-hmm. Yeah, they want the community. And so it's, it's really sort of interesting to sort of see how that is affecting things too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it'd be really cool to sort of chat at the end of March and sort of, you know, look back at, at uh, the two shows over the course of the year. Cause I always think of the year as being September to June um, mm-hmm. and sort of see, see what, what, yeah, what the difference were, differences were, what the, what the similarities were. And of course, Rebecca will be here. So we'll get her yeah, intake to or her input which would be kind mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah. yeah. yeah it'd be kind of neat. All right. Yeah. I have to let you go. Cause you got to go get your girls at school. You can't just leave them I there. Do. No, unfortunately <laughs> they have, they have to come home. I have to feed them and, and such things. And like be, be a mom. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That little tiny hat, hat that we off. wear. <laughs> hat goes on. Hat goes stand on. And line up and pick up my kids. <laughs> well, at least it's a beautiful day out there. It's warmed up it a is. little tiny bit and, We've got, we're having just this weird, crisp, really crisp, really cool, windy, but very, very sunny weather here. It's just been, it's been really beautiful. It's beautiful, but it's cold. And it is cold. Like, yeah. The car. Just, I wa- it's cold, mom. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Well, you should have worn a warmer jacket. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. I had to. Morning? <laughs> I've already had to scrape the car in the morning a couple of times because the car's yep. been icy. Yeah. And, uh, yep. this morning when I left, the car was reading, um, 
minus minus 0.5 degrees Celsius. So I was <laughs> the, like, the 0.5 is very precise. <laughs> I know, right? The car is so funny. Um, but I, you know, I, I guess at five in the morning, like that's like, it's, it's cold, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So no, yeah. All right. Thank you for taking the time, Katrina. We will talk to you next month. Actually, it's kind of exciting next month because we've got, it's December. It will be December because it's November now um we're going to be talking about sort of our year end reflections hopes and dreams for the new year we're sort of going to be doing like um you know one of those one of those episodes to finish up the year so i know it'll be kind of fun it will be yeah in front of the camera to do that one Ooh, what really (laughs) (laughs) yay (laughs) i'm converting her (laughs) well actually Jokes aside, we had such lovely feedback on the episode that we did that was video or audio. So if you missed the video for October, uh, please, I'll, I'll link it in the in the uh, uh, post below on Patreon. Um, if you missed the video for October, it was really fun. Me and Katrina got in front of the the camera, and she was such a good sport about it, and it was it was really fun. So uh, thank you for your kind words about that and for your feedback, because we'll definitely try to do a few of those um, in the future. Because I know some of you really enjoy the video and can sit and, and watch it while you're doing your own making. So that's really great. Yeah. All right, Katrina, have a great afternoon. Thanks, you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.